all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Well, what you believe in is going to show up how you walk in that belief. Say what? Let me repeat. What you believe in is going to show up or going to manifest itself in how you walk in that belief. Hey, hello, hello, all right, Ronald Wisely, hey, this is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ, Real Talk, hi everybody, hello, it's outside time, hey, I want to talk, I want to tell you, I'm outside, man, I kind of missed it, you know, this outside talk you know doing a show outside that's what that's that's where i'm at now i'm outside you know what a way to start a podcast weird way isn't it not not so much weird but you know me my podcasts are very different i started i don't have an introduction a lot i just get right into it sometimes sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not you know but what i want to do i want to say hello everyone hello to all my listeners Hello to all my new listeners. Welcome to the Body of Christ Real Talk. Hello. Yes, indeed, I love you all. Yeah. It's a beautiful night tonight. it, It is a beautiful night tonight here outside. And I'm right here. I'm down town Chicago and I'm outside. Say Joe, what's so big what's a big deal about that? Why I I feel kinda happy and joyful. It's something about being outside in, in this beautiful weather in Chicago, away from all the the, uh, the ruckus that goes on and you hear so much negativity about Chicago. And a lot of it is true, no doubt, no doubt. But it's a lot of beautiful, quiet areas in Chicago as well. A lot of beautiful, quiet area in Chicago, Chi-Town as well, you know. Really, Chi is just for short, C-H-I. I used to think Chi-Town is for shy. It got nothing to do with uh, people being shy because this city is not shy. <laughs> this city is not shy, you know, S-H-Y. This Chi is just short for Chicago, S-C-H-I. Sh, sh, shy, shy, shy town, Chicago town. So, you know, that's just for your learning. All right, little history. Uh, you know, I started off with saying whatever you believe in is going to show up in your walk of what you believe in. Remember, I I started off that way. And the reason I said that because not only is it true, but it needs to be explained maybe, maybe some 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 of my listeners caught it and maybe some 
did not. Or they're trying to find out where I'm going with this. Okay, where are you going with this, Joe? Okay, this is a real, this is about, I call this show Body of Christ Real Talk because I talk about different topics, different subjects, you know, whether it's uh, the Christian life, whether it's a biblical perspective on things, whether it's about a certain topic, whether it's about a certain subject, whether it's about light politics, and whether it's about what's going on in this world. I get into different transparent subjects and topics on this show. Now, the ones that listen to my show, you know, whether they're continual listeners, listeners or they, they subscribe to my website or whatever, they know what my show is about. These are for the ones that the newbies or the, I like to call you curiosity listeners that's just happening search was searching uh the radio podcast or whatever like that and you just ran into my show this that's for you guys my introduction to my show the body of christ real talk you know all right uh, if you tuned into my previous shows I, I i talked about you know how to study the bible and and and, and is every translation translated the different translations of the bible are all those bible the word of god bible's the word of god and then i talked about and uh about you know your health you know with different vitamins i recommended and different vitamins i say i take it's not a mandatory thing it's not a mandate anything like that but it's just you know something about we, we you know we need to look at different things if we have we spend so much focus on losing weight and uh Study more focus on how to keep the weight off. We are trained how to lose it more than trained how to keep the weight off. So I got into, if you having problems with either or, you know, which either or of those ways, you have a problem of losing weight or even gaining weight or whatever like that, you know, for the meantime, we should be taking supplements and vitamins, you know, to just feed our physical bodies and different things like that. You know, we should just not focus on weight loss and stuff like that or even uh, weight <coughs> weight loss or even just weight gain or just how to, you know, you know, keep our weight off or things like that. Well, anyway, I got into vitamins. <laughs> I got into vitamins in my, my, uh, my last two shows. That's what I got into. This I want to talk about. What do you believe in? What do you have a strong passion for? I'm talking to all listeners, the saved and the unsaved. What do you have strong passion for? Okay? This can go for the saved and the unsaved. I hear a lot of people talk about their passion. You can have a lot of strong points in your life, or you can have certain gifts in your life, but that does not mean it's your passion. Sometimes they're very, your passion and your gift or the things you like to do are kind of different. A passion, a gift is something you know how to do pretty well. You, you, you're pretty well, you, you're pretty good at that, you know. You know, look at the different dictionary has different, you know, translation, not translations, but different uh, breakdowns of what is a gift. You know, a gift. I'm not just talking about a physical gift that you give to someone. I'm just talking about you have an ability, a certain gift, you know, that, you know, or a certain skill. Let me use that way because gifts can be used biblically as well, biblical as well. But a certain skill you may have. 
I remember I am outside, so you're going to hear a lot of crazy music. It was just a certain concert that stopped that soldier field and everything. So you're going to hear a lot of loud noise and everything. And like I often say, it's amazing how when I get ready to do a podcast, all the noise come. All the sinful noise come. <laughs> but that's not going to stop me. That's not going to stop me. But remember, I am outside, so you're going to hear the birds tweaking. Well, not tonight. You're going to hear the wind blowing. You might even hear the water because I'm close by the lakefront here in Chicago, Illinois. You're going to hear what you hear right now, a lot of the loud music because this is downtown. They do a lot of partying and everything like that. Well, let me digress. What you believe in, you might have a skill which means that that's something you're pretty good at, you know, or you train yourself to do it, you know, or a gift, I will say to me, my interpretation uh, of my understanding of a gift. A gift is more something that naturally you know how to do. You're just pretty good at it naturally. Now, you might have to, it takes some practice and stuff like that, but you are pretty good in that gift that you have, okay? You know, all of us have a certain type of gifts, different than others, you know, you know, but passion. Passion, if you have a skill or even a gift without passion, it's just a skill and a gift. Let me say that again. You can have a skill and you can have a gift or even a God-given gift, you know. But without the passion to help it to grow, to help it to manifest, all it is is a gift, a skill. And a gift or skill. You follow what I'm saying? Okay. Whether your your gift or your skill is fixing cars, uh, building houses, painting, you know how to do those things pretty well. You're pretty good in those things. And you know how to naturally, it comes almost natural to you. You know how to do those things pretty good. You know, it don't takes a lot of training or it just takes, you might get around somebody that can help you touch up or develop that gift or skill. You understand what I'm saying? You know, which is good. A lot of people do that every day. But when you have a passion a passion will a passion will push you to put your all into that gift. You, a passion will cause you to put your all into that skill. You understand what I'm saying now? Okay. Rather what whatever it is in life in general, whatever it is in life in general. Of course with the Bible, yes, you got to have passion to really study the Bible. <coughs> and Excuse me, and I got clogged up from my sinus problems. <clears throat> wow, it's sinus. You got to have a strong passion for the Bible. Now, where did that passion for the Bible come from? Or what sets off that passion? I believe what sets off the passion for a person to study the Bible, truly want to study the Bible, is, first of all, being saved. First of all. You want to be saved. You got people out there have a passion of studying and learning the Bible that's not saved. They just have a passion to learn the Bible because the historical values or the moral values. But they are not saved. They never gave their heart by believing the death, burial, resurrection of what he done for them. They just have a passion to understand and learn the historical morals and the history 
of the Bible. You have some people that know that a lot. I talked about Bible study in my last podcast. Now, too, what the Bible, let me get this out here first so I, can, I won't get you confused. The Bible study that I do here on Body of Christ Real Talk, it's not verse by verse or just studying through the Bible. It's mostly a history of the Bible or certain morals of the Bible or certain concepts of the Bible or different things like that. So that's what I do here on Body of Christ compared to Bible strictly, rightly dividing Bible study with Connecting the Dots, which is my other podcast, okay? That's Bible study. But I do do, I'm starting and I will be doing more Bible study on here in in a way that I will be telling you about somewhat the history of the Bible or how to be saved. That has to be here or different things like that or different characters of the Bible, okay? Bible study and talking about different characters and people of the Bible. Those, that's the difference between body of Christ real talk and connecting the dots because you're going to get straight out Bible study and a lot of history as well on connecting the dots, but it's strictly Bible, which is my passion of how to rightly divide God's word. Bible Christ Real Talk, I talk about different things and I just put the Bible with it or I give common sense concepts that's going to pertain to the Bible. It might not be accurate as well, but it's going to be as closely I can. I'm going to try to relate it to the word of God. Okay. You get that? Okay. You get that. I'll be wanting my listeners to understand me. Okay. I'll be wanting them to understand. So, but what you believe in, truly believe in, is going to show up and your walk. What you mean by walk? The way you live or what you do about what you believe in. And that brings a certain type of passion. Let me digress when it comes to the Bible. And I'm going to always start with the Bible first. You know, I'm going to always start with it. When it comes to the Bible, when it comes to the Word of God, you have people, uh, ooh, I hate that. You have people that has a passion to learn the word of God for historical reasons, you know, for knowledge, not for a relationship with God. Hmm, really? Yes. You have a lot of people that have a passion. They believe the... We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. Hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk. Bible in a sense of his, his historical settings, they even believe in Jesus. They even believe that Jesus died. They kind of blurry and kind of gray when it comes to him being raised again, being rose again, and stuff like that, because that takes a deep spiritual belief. And when you're not 
your spirit has never been quickened, you cannot comprehend that. You can say you believe it happened, but you will always have that doubt in you on how. How could it? I can't grasp that when it comes to Jesus coming back from the dead. That's the way you look, but you have a passion. You want to believe it, but you can't get yourself to just accept that, let alone accepting what he done for you. You cannot get yourself. I'm just talking about Bible historians now because all Bible historians or all Bible theologians are not saved. You probably did not know that. Yes, all Bible historians put the emphasis on all and all Bible uh, theologians and even some Bible, a lot of Bible critics that critiques the Bible are not saved. Not all of them. Now, many are, but not all of them are not saved. So I want you to know that the belief part, whatever you believe is going to show up in your walk. Fixing a motor in a car, like I mentioned, painting, whatever. Whatever you believe in, you're going to put some passion to it because is going to offset your skill and your gift. Is going to you're going to sharpen it. You're going to sharpen your skill. You're going to sharpen your gift. Whatever it is, learning how to read, learning how to you know mathematics, arithmetic. You're going to put your skill to. You're going to put some passion to it, and it's going to show up because you're going to have a joy and a passion of talking about that subject. See, that's what I mean by that. You can have a skill and a gift. And people really don't know it until you until a subject come up or they see you doing it because you don't talk about it a lot. A passion, in other words, when you just have so much focus on that skill and that gift, you know, you talk about that so much. You bring up what you'd like to do. Oh, okay, excuse me. I have something. I'm getting the sinus. I get clogged up. So I really got something that's in my throat right now that's really clogging me up, you know, so... Excuse me for the sounds again. I always apologize for that because I know it drove some people out, but that's what's going on. But anyway, let me continue. Let me continue. You're going to put more effort. You're going you're gonna to sharpen it. You're going to sharpen it up to make that skill or that gift better, correct? Correct. I'm just talking. You know, this is real talk now. Okay. That's what I mean by whatever you believe in. Not just believing and you know how to do this or believe in what somebody else is doing, but you believe in something so bad, so much, you want to almost somewhat master it. You know, you want to you want it sharpen. You want to you want the best out of it, you know, and you put some passion to it. And then that, not, that, speaking for myself, I don't have to be the best in what I do comparing to someone else. I don't have to be better than someone else. I just want to be the best that I can be of what I do when I have a passion for something. Let me say that again. My belief or my passion is for me to be better, that the best that I can be, not comparing to someone else. Because that becomes kind of narcissistic, not narcissistic, but it becomes, it brings an arrogant, and you can always find yourself challenging, 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 trying to be better than somebody else. <clears throat> Now, I can understand sports or 
you know, different things like that. Like what I mean by sports, you know, uh, you're competing against another team. Of course, you want to be better than the team. So you try to do the certain things that make you better than the team, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, whether it's hockey, whether it's baseball, even in boxing, especially, especially boxing. You want to be better than that person when it comes to boxing. And I like boxing. You want to be better than that person because how... Do you become better than that person when it comes to boxing or any other? And the reason I'm using boxing is because it's just you and that person. When it comes to boxing and sports like wrestling, I'm talking about real wrestling, not this WWE fake stuff. I'm talking about real real wrestling, you know, or even in the kickboxing they got going on now. And I don't, I don't even watch that, but I'm just talking about boxing. The more common ones like boxing and uh, wrestling, real wrestling, school wrestling, college wrestling, you know, you know, pro real wrestling and stuff like that. You know, you want to be better than that person when it comes to that. Now, if I was in one of those fields, yes, I want to be better than the person. Why? Because I want to be number one in that, you know, as the best when it comes to that field. Me, myself, and people might say, Joe, really? I thought that was the goal. My goal was never, never was to be number one in any sport. Really? Really? It, 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 I don't know if it was my... You know, it was just my my psyche, what I thought. I never wanted to be number one in a sport. I just wanted to be good of what I done because my thought pattern was always, you know, just in a way that I'm, I'm the best that I can be. I don't have to be better than someone else. It didn't upset me if I ran a race and I lost. Or it didn't upset me so bad when we lost a football game because even though I knew how to run with the football and I was a pretty good catcher, I was terrible as quarterback, but I was a pretty good catcher and I was fast. I was real fast, you know, you know, growing up and everything. I liked the sport, but I didn't care too much about being the best out there. I just wanted to be the best I can do. My passion was limited then because that's, that was me. I, I didn't have that, that Michael Jordan or Kobe type of drive when it came to sports. I just wanted to survive and, <laughs> and be the best I could be in a particular sport. Now, that's just me. That's just me. And I've always been in an even keel. Paul talked about, the Apostle Paul talked about running and race. He don't want to be left after he taught everyone else. He don't want to be left as a castaway. I think something like that. He don't want to be left out after teaching everyone else. He get left out. I'm just trying to paraphrase and everything when it comes to the Bible and everything. He wants to make it there. He didn't say he wants to be the best or the number one. He wants that crown. He wants to be the best that he can be. Not comparing himself to Peter, not comparing himself to John, not comparing himself to James. He wanted to be the best he can be what God called him to be. Not so much better than anybody else, even though he spoke on certain things. Paul spoke about how good he was in certain things without being bodacious or bragging. Or bragging. Paul spoke about his passion. Paul Paul talked about, you know, how he just went out there and suffered more than any other person. Not because it was his will. Remember, he mentioned that. It wasn't because it was something he wanted to do, but he wanted to do the will of God. That was the key. The will of God. He wanted to please God. No, somebody, He never wanted to please himself. It was all about pleasing God. So the things that Paul done, he done it because God commanded him and willed him to do it. It wasn't his personal will that he wanted to do it. It was a calling on his life that God willed him to do. He talks about that in the word of God. But Paul had a passion 
for souls, for lost souls, not just the word of God. Yes, he did have that, but his passion for was lost souls. How do you win lost souls? You want to be able to win lost souls. What I mean by lost souls for the ones that understand me, you want to be able to tell somebody about Jesus with passion. With belief, and it takes believing. You have to believe. The Apostle Paul had to believe what he was teaching. He had to receive what he was teaching for him to be out there and get persecuted like that. Whatever you believe in when it comes to the things of God, whatever you believe in back in that day, you had to be willing to die for it. That's what Jesus meant. You had to have enough passion that you was willing to die, risk your life to win souls. That was the Apostle Paul. So he had his belief showed in his walk. His walk was is what he his walk exposed what he believed in. You understand what I'm saying? His walk. Oh, it's beautiful out there. It's nice and windy. You know, thank you, Jesus. His walk. So that's what I mean when it comes in a biblical standpoint. Paul's belief showed in his passion of what he believed. Paul's belief, I can even say it was, it was beyond passion. It was his love for the Lord Jesus Christ. He wanted to please Christ. He did not want to please himself. See, when you believe in something in a Bible standpoint, let me say this very clearly. When you believe in something in a Bible standpoint, you're willing to sacrifice yourself. I don't mean go out there and let somebody kill you. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> you're willing to sacrifice what people feel about you. You're willing to sacrifice how people just don't like you. You're willing to sacrifice when people call you crazy. You're willing to sacrifice when it's going to split up families or divide marriages. You're willing to take a chance when you might get persecuted and put in jail or whatever like that for the gospel. And it starts with your passion, your love for Jesus. When you have a true love for Jesus, a true love for Jesus, that brings uh, unselfishness. All selflessness fades away because it's about him. It's not about you and I. It's about him. Okay, it's about him. So what you believe in is going to show up in your walk as how you bring his word out there, how you treat people. Say, Joe, what do you mean how you treat people? First of all, and I think a lot of believers are forgetting this, love. Love is the number one key of winning somebody to Christ. You must show your love. And order you to, to show a real love to an unbelieving, unbeliever, you have to love Jesus. Okay, listen to what I'm saying. I'm talking about, I'm going to get to other uh, other uh, passions and beliefs also. But I always start with the word of God, the Bible first. You have to have a love for Christ. You have to have a love for Christ. It, ha it has nothing to do with feelings, feelings and nothing like that. You can't ignore your feelings whatever. Don't get me wrong, but it has nothing to really do with that. It has to do with your love. Your true love for Christ is going to make you more than win more souls. If you don't have that passion and that love for Christ, you become a selfish Christian. You study to keep it to yourself. You go to church for yourself. You dress and you walk a certain way. You use certain words so somebody can look at you as a Christian. Actually, you're just acting religious. That's the difference between walking in a, a lifestyle of Christ 
and being religious. So therefore, you somewhat become religious because all the things that you're learning from the Bible and you have a passion for is being misguided because you're keeping it all to yourself. No, we cannot do that. What we learn is supposed to be let out. Okay? But there's a limit to that. A person must know that you love them. They, what, what do you mean by that? Your love is going to show in your witness as well. Because you're not going to push them. You're not going to make them feel guilty like a lot of ministers do, even on TV and whatever. You're not going to put them down because they made mistakes. You're not going to even put them down because they live in a certain way. You're going to come with them with love and just bring a word of God to them. It's up to the Holy Spirit to do the rest. We're not the ones that get them saved. We're not the one that saves them. It's the Holy Spirit that saves them. Okay? Always remember that. Okay? These are for the saved. Okay? So, therefore, when you want to win a person in Christ, you must show some love. I'm not saying it's easy because our flesh is getting away. You must show some love. You must be patient with a person and talk to them. And more than anything, learn how to listen. See? Learn how to listen. Okay. Now, that's when it comes to uh, a passion and what you believe in is going to show in your walk. But there's a lot of other things outside the Bible that you believe in. And what I mean by belief, you're willing to go out and sharpen it. And what you believe in is not selfish. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday when you save on auto insurance for driving safe with usaa safe pilot you'll feel like a big deal even in a traffic jam save up to 30 percent with usaa safe pilot restrictions apply you give it away it's not about you you give it away what I mean by giving away your your gift and your skill, you give it away. You might do some benevolent benevolence things. You know, you might do things for free because you love doing it. You might paint houses pro bono and stuff. I know you use that in a lawyer term, but you know, I'm just throwing it out there. You might do pro bonos and different things and want to fix the car. I know a lot of people that you know, not not a lot, but I know it's people out there that fix cars and paint houses. Don't even ask for a fee because they love doing it. They love, they have a passion. They believe in what they do. And they know they are good at what they do. They don't say they're the best at what they do than anybody else because they are not comparing themselves to nobody else. But they know they are good at what they do. You know, and it's usually what they're good at what they do. As long as they have confidence in what they do and they do it very well, you're going to make your customer or whoever you're helping very pleased. Correct? You're going to make them very happy because of your passion. You're showing up on time. You got all your stuff right there. You're not going back and forth. You're not giving nobody a run around. Uh, I get bad at that sometimes. <laughs> you're not giving nobody a run around. You're right there like you say you're supposed to be, and you're taking care of business. You're taking care of your business. You're taking care of business. You know, those for the, that's the slang way, the business, and people know what I'm talking about. So let me just say it for the, the intellectuals out there. You're taking care of your business, okay? 
You got a certain conundrum about yourself. A certain conundrum, a certain passion, a certain uh, style, a certain politeness, that great conundrum about yourself. <laughs> I can use it both ways now, okay? All right. You know, you have that, and people can see that of what you believe. <sighs> so, what I am saying in this podcast. And sometimes I just think about things to talk about. And this is one of them, man. I can, I can freestyle a lot, man. It comes to me. It hits my heart. And I say, I'm going to talk about this. And that's what I do on my podcast. I, just, this is, I didn't plan this. I didn't plan this. I didn't write nothing down. This just comes to my heart. It comes from my heart, rather. So a lot of things that I do on my podcast, it's a lot of freestyling. When it comes to body of Christ, real talk. I have to really get on it and study the word of God because the word of God is serious. You know, this is serious, too. But you understand what I'm saying. So a lot of this I do freestyle and I'm not looking at notes or nothing like that. So therefore, there's a lot an opinion that I use, you know. So I want to put it out there. It's a lot of opinion I use. And a lot of it's good opinions. And a lot of it's good advice. And some people might not be for others. Some it is. So I'm just talking to the ones that it is. That's going to help someone. When I talked about the vitamins, that was a lot, that was an opinion of mine. Now you have evidence that those vitamins work. Yeah. So I got some backup there, but you know, different things. Will it work for you? It can. I'm not saying it will. You know, when it comes to the vitamins, it can, but I'm not saying it will. I'm not saying it's going to work for you like it worked for me. It might even work better. It depends on your deficiency. Like I was, like I was, you know, like I was saying in that podcast when it came to the vitamins and taking care of our bodies. But my point is, this is a freestyle conversation. And what I'm talking about, I didn't even give it a name. I just opened it up and just said it. That's a gift that I have. And I don't mean that bodaciously. It's just a gift that I have. I use those skills. And I'm good at it when I'm just talking. Sometimes I can talk to a group of people and things just come out. I don't even plan it. Honestly, I I do not even plan it. I just open my mouth and it comes out. That's a gift. That's a gift. It's more than a skill. It's a gift. Because you could be the worst speaker, the worst orator, the worst talker, and can bring up a conversation. You might not say the words right. You might not pronounce the word right. You might not know, you might not know how to even write or read, read or write, like I'm messing up now. <laughs> but you have a gift. You have a belief. You have a passion in what you do. So therefore, you don't have a problem throwing it out there. You don't have a problem messing up. Why? Because you're not trying to please everybody. You're just trying to get some truth out there. You're just trying to do a good job in that painting job. You're just trying to do the best that you can do in fixing that motor. This is the belief in a, a lot of people that's been taught in schools, I believe, and that compete in sports and different things like that. They are trained to be the best, better than somebody else. Not everyone. Not, I'm not saying everyone, but a big percentage of what people learn when it comes to sports or skill or a great speaker, they bust it. I heard China really get, they really strict on their, uh, 
there there are sporting events like gymnastics and different things like that. Russia and China are very strict, more stricter than the United States, I believe, when it comes to training their people, you know, to do certain things. Why? Because they want them to be the best, not the best that they can be. They have to take out their selfishness and they just have to please the world. You understand what I'm saying? See, the goal for the United States, and I'm go, I'm naming all the, not all the countries, but the mo- when it comes to the Olympics, winter or summer Olympics, the goal for the top countries usually is the United States, Russia, and it could be a lot of different states, Russia and maybe some, and China, always usually be the or, or United States, China, Russia, whatever. And then you might have Japan and others. They fall in a category. But they all, they, a lot of them have the same type of rigament. Now, I'm going by the little knowledge that I know about this. So this, you might know more than I do. The little knowledge that I know. So they go, they, they go through a certain, uh, certain training. Let me stop using words I don't understand. That's why I want to pronounce them right. They go through a certain training, you know, uh, to be what? The best in the world. Not the best that they can be, but the best in the world. It's not to satisfy yourself when it comes to that type of competition. You are there to please the world. You're there to please your nation. You you understand what I'm saying when it comes to sports. Now, I'm not saying all that is bad. I'm not saying that at all. But that's the type of training that most of these countries, the top countries like the USA, China, and Russia, whoever's under them. United States and China and Russia are always up there because they're rigorous training and their passion to be the best. Okay, let's talk about military. Let's talk about the military in the same countries, Russia, China and the United States. You have others, too, but you, those three stand out. Those three go even be in the end times. Amazingly, they're going to be in the end times. They have vigorous military type of training. They had different departments that for training. But what stands out for the United States? I don't know about the other ones. I'm sure they have theirs, but I know what stands out. How you doing? Uh, nice police officers, you know. They, I always look out and speak to the police officers. And uh, they always, usually, or often, you know, have stand out in training, especially the United States has a special group in the Navy called the Navy SEALs. Y'all know you heard of them called the Navy SEALs. The Navy SEALs stands out in a lot of other departments. I think that they got the most strictest training. The Navy is strict enough, you know, one of the most strict, because I don't know about the Air Force and stuff like that, but they have strict, Navy SEALs have some very strict training. And uh, the percentage of ones making it through the Navy SEALs are very low from what I heard. I don't have proof of that, but I heard you can study it up, you know. It's very low of you making it in Navy SEALs, you know. But what do they train for? They train to be the worst? No. They train to be mediocre? No. They train to please themselves? No. What do they train for? They train to please, first of all, their nation. They train, they got to do certain things so because they're 
they are, they're standing up and they're protecting their country. Their belief, they go in there, most of them go in there believing one thing. If they don't go, a lot of them don't, you know, this is my opinion. A lot of them don't go in there. The ones that don't make it, they go in there for the wrong reason. They find out it's too much for them. But the ones that's really hungry and they got their mindset, they have an idea what they want to do. They they have an idea what the Navy says. One way or the other, they got trained their way, whatever. And a lot of them have certain skills, too. Now, a lot of unskilled people made it through the Navy, Navy, Navy says because of their push and their hunger and their passion to be the best. You know, because you got to be the best in the Navy SEALs. You got to be the best in the Navy SEALs in that group. So they compete. Now, you can still make it through the Navy SEALs, you know, being less better than somebody else because it's, it's a high bar in the Navy SEALs. That's why most of them do not make it. They cannot reach that high bar, and very few do. Very few, very few do because of their belief and their passion and what they're doing. The same as a, I think this army, I might be wrong, but I think it's the Green Beret. I don't know if the Air Force had one or not. I'm sure they do. But the Green Beret, the same way. Rigorous, vigorous, hard training. Hello, birds. Long time no hear. They got our birds at night. Wow. Hello. <laughs> I miss that sound. God bless. You know. Praising God, they praising God. But they have a vigorous training. The same with them. They have a belief set. They went into the the ones that make it through, and I'm not saying all of them made it this way, but the ones that made it through, the majority of them made it through because they, they knew what they was got to have to go through. They knew the test they was going to have to go through. They knew it, but they had an eye set on that. And some of them had that rigorous type of toughness in them already, so they, they was looking forward for that challenge. They, they had a passion of what they could be the best. They wanted to be the best, you know, what they want to do, they would. They, they want to really die for their country. They, they, they knew that it's a chance they can die, but they had a passion. They think they also survive. So they learn very tough, abnormal skills than a regular person that's in the army or a regular person in navy skills. They went out there and they went over and they grasped it and went for it. Okay, all right. Passion, belief. So their belief shows up in their walk. You can just walk to a military person. You don't even have to have a uniform, uniform or a police officer. It's just, it's just something about him. You just say it's something different about him. He's either military or he's an officer because they was trained that way. And you don't have to be a Navy SEALs or Green Beret or whatever to be like that. But it's just something just stands out when you see a a, a plain clothes police officer or plain clothes Navy Navy man or you know Army or Air Force whatever something stands out they are disciplined that way their clothing their walk their talk their stand they're disciplined the way the way they use certain lingo cops got their own talk just like lawyers got their own talks and just like doctors got their own type of lingo you know I'll probably go on getting away from what I started out with but most of them that went through those schools of training, they believed it shows in their walk because they talk about it a lot. They have a passion for it. They have a love for it. They have a love for what they do. Okay. Now I said all that to say this. Do you? What is your belief, strong belief in? Besides the Bible. I'm hoping you have a belief in the word of God. Whatever your belief in, whatever your gift is, whatever your skill is, is it showing up in your walk? Is it showing up in your talk? 
people just look at you and say, yeah, I could tell you good at what you do. Well, you know a lot about what you're talking about. You, you, you know, blah, 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 you know, stuff like that. Because people see that. I ain't talking about gossip. I ain't talking about what nobody else do. I ain't talking about brag, you know, using somebody else's testimony, you know, like a lot of people do in church. I'm talking about what is your testimony that's proven that you put some sweat equity in what you believe. Whether it's the Bible, whether it's in prayer, and I need to work, put some equity in that. Whether it's for prayer, whether it's for painting, secular things, worldly things, whether it's uh, uh, fixing cars, whether it's building houses, whether it's training how to sell real estate or how to be an investor and buy real estate, whether it's learning life insurance, where is your passion for that? Because if it's not a really a love and you believe in it, you're doing certain things just for the money, you know, which is not bad, you know, it's not all that is bad. If you're doing, well, I'm talking about secular things, now secular businesses or jobs. If you're just doing it for the money, you know, you're going to slack up. You're not going to put your all into it to be the best that you can be. Remember, I'm not talking about competing with nobody else. I'm talking about being selflessness and just giving what you talk to somebody else, but you're the best you can be. And you might be better than anybody, everybody in your class, but you, you're you not better because you're trying to be. You're just being the, sometimes the best of what you be is better than a lot of other people. Let me say that again. Sometimes being the best that you can be in any field is better than a lot of people. And you don't even know that. It's just they might have a survey or they might take certain tests or they might look at certain things or back offices and stuff like that and find out that you succeed so very well. But you weren't trying to do it to be better than nobody else. You're doing the best that you can be. So sometimes your best that you can be is always better than someone else even when you're not trying. You follow what I'm saying. Okay, so stop competing against other people unless you're boxing, unless you're wrestling or you're trying to win a baseball game or something like that, you know, but it's it's a group thing and all of them. But boxing is more personal. Boxing is just you. You you have a reason trying to be the best. That's why I use boxing in the, as an analogy. Wrestling, you want to be better than your opponent. You don't just want to. You know, now some people go in there, they just, uh, they go in there and just say, I don't care if I lose. No, you don't need to get into wrestling and boxing because in boxing, you want to be better than another person. You don't want to go in there and just make it. You want to be the best when it comes to boxing. You want to be the best when it comes to wrestling. You want to be the best in your opponent when it comes to karate or kung fu. You want to be better than your opponent that you're fighting at that time, but you necessarily don't have to be the best in the world. You understand what I'm saying? You want to be better than that opponent that you're facing, and you should. You should want to win. But if you do lose, it's not the end of the world. Like some people might even commit suicide because their mind is focused on being better to get to the best, get to the best. There's nothing wrong with that. It all depends on your motive, why you want to get there. Why you want to get there. So your belief, what do you believe in? What are you willing to sharpen? What are you willing to mold? What are you willing to do in anything that you have a belief in, that you have a passion for? Okay? This is Joseph Brownlee. Just some talk. Whatever you passionately believe in. I use passionately because you, we believe in a lot of things, but some things we believe in more than others and some things we want to succeed in. If you have that type of belief pattern, if you have that type of belief hunger, 
pursue it. But pursue it in the way you want to be the best you can be. God has gave us ability to be the best we can be, not the ability to be better than somebody else. Because we're going to fall short most of the time. Because what somebody else, uh, let me use this example. Basketball. It's baseball too and football. But basketball. Someone's out there, and it might not even be you. Most of the time, it's not even you. You can get caught up in that. Someone out there is always mofting, if you're noticed, comparing you with someone else. And by them doing that, they're comparing you with someone else because they feel you can either be like them or even better. So they compare you and sometimes put you on a pedestal where you don't, you should not be. You didn't even start out there where you just wanted to be the best that you can be. You wanted to be the best, one of the best. Not, it's okay to want to be the best player on your team as long as you're a team player. You don't want to be selfish. And you got a lot of selfish basketball players, past and present. And uh, you want to be the best of what you can be. You put that much skill in it. Just say, for instance, I'm, I'm going to get back to where I'm going. Look like Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, I think it was a second round pick or a late first round pick by the Chicago Bulls. You know, he was picked mostly for his defense, you know, and his toughness. He wasn't so much. He wasn't picked for his scoring. You know, Jimmy Butler wasn't picked for his scoring that I can remember and stuff like that. But you look at Jimmy Butler today because he was second fiddle to Derrick Rose. He was second fiddle to Derrick Rose when it came to certain things, you know. Comparing him and Derrick Rose, you know, I still think Derrick Rose is a better scorer. Yes, I still think Derrick Rose, uh, before his injury, is a better scorer. He's more creative. But I think Jimmy Butler is a better defensive player, and I think Jimmy Butler has more of a toughness than Derrick. Not saying D. Rose is not tough, but I believe Jimmy Butler has a uh, a better toughness than D. Rose. That's comparing, but I'm trying to compare fairly. You know, I think Derrick Rose has a better skill, more athletic, you know, and I think Jimmy Butler has a tough, he's tougher defensively and he's a, uh, he's more aggressively. His mind is always, seemed to me, not always. He became a good scorer later, but his mind was always defense first. He created a lot of his plays on defense. Okay. He put the best in that. Now he worked on that. The skill, his skill was to me, he probably scored a lot of points in high school, so I don't want to say nothing that, you know, about Jimmy Butler that I don't know of. But when it came to the NBA, he didn't get chosen because of his scoring. He got chosen because of his defensive ability, and they knew he had potential to grow better and whatever like that. In other words, he worked on that. He believed that he could be better. He believed he can do other things. And my point, still today, I don't believe Jimmy Butler wanted to be the number one. Jimmy Butler don't look at himself as being the best. He look at himself as being the best that he can be in. And the best that he can be in is still better than a lot of other players out there because of his passion, his love of what he do. But <clears throat> the NBA and a lot of major league and a lot of sport, they always compare people with each other. You know, who can be the best? Who's the GOAT? They give them names. Who's the GOAT or whatever like that? You know, comparing Michael with LeBron, LeBron with Kobe, and they said all that other nonsense. Lift, lifting up man and stuff like that. Comparing. We all do a lot of comparing. I do a lot of comparing when it comes to boxing. You know, when it comes to basketball, I do a lot of comparing too. And I try to be as honest as I can without getting personal over one player. You know, I try to be as honest as I can when I'm comparing people. <laughs> But some of the things that people do things for, 
it's nonsense to me. And I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's nonsense to me because you want, I, I always feel that you want to be the best that you can be. If you never be the best in the world, it's okay. And those guys shouldn't be complaining anyway because they make millions and millions of dollars, but that's another story. If you, you want to be the best than somebody else, you know, it's going to be a ladder. Why? Because you're going to... You're never going to be the best to the world because of the world and all the world is never going to say you're the best because everybody got their picking and choosing who the best are. You might have a majority of the people that think a certain player is the best. You are uh, uh, the best in the world. Does that make you the best if y'all win against each other? Nobody really knows that. So you have to be, it's a slippery slope. But as long as you're the best at what you do. But if you're looking to be the best, you're going to have a lot of challenges because people are always find holes in there. I find holes in a lot of people that say they're the best when it comes to sports. You know, I don't never say I'm the best. And I play. Joe, people might say, Joe, you know the Bible, blah, 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 blah. They just do not know. That's a challenge for me. The Bible study and learning, I'm not going to say it becomes easy. It becomes, I can put up with a lot of things. I'm trying to learn the Bible. Why? Because I have a love for the Bible. I believe in the Bible. I love Jesus, you know. And, you know, I love to study the Bible. I'm just getting back to my study now. So I have a passion for the Word of God. I never had a lot of skills. I never had a lot of skills when it comes to fixing things or whatever like that. I knew how to cut grass pretty good, but I know I wasn't the best. I wasn't trying to be the best. I was just the best that I can be. I wasn't competing against nobody else, you know. I was a mediocre basketball player. I think I was better defensive than Africa. I couldn't dribble the ball for nothing, you know. That wasn't a passion for me to be, uh, be, be that good in basketball. I just wanted to get by in basketball. I wanted to just hold my own. I was a more of a team player. I, I never focused on me. I, I You know, I was, I was an introvert. I just kept things off me, you know. I think Lonzo Ball in the NBA is something like that. He's not trying to be the best. He's just being the best he can be. He's trying to get the team involved. But he can score more if he want, but that's not his game. His game is distributing, trying to get the whole team involved. That's defense and, you know, assists and stuff like that. Me, it was, uh, you know, one of my brothers were better ball. They was good ball players, you know, in that time. You know, they, they played pretty good ball. You know, I had a brother play baseball as well, not in pros or nothing like that. I was fast. I knew how to run. I was, I was fast and a lot of people on my block. But I can't say I was the best because I never ran against everybody on my block. So I can't say I was the fastest runner. No, I cannot say that. I had a race against another fast guy, you know, and we it wound up being the tie. I was satisfied with that. I wasn't trying to be the best on the block. You know, that just wasn't in me. I was satisfied with just being the best that I can be. I know I was up there, you know. But I, I still didn't know that because I never ran against everybody. I'm sure it was other people much faster than me. But my little group, I was okay. Okay. When you put a passion and you put a belief, you know, belief first. And put a passion and whatever you do, whatever you do, it should show up in your walk. That's all I'm saying. I know I went around about where you're talking about a lot of things, but it should show up in your walk. Okay, remember that. This is just some prep talk for Joseph Brownlee about believing what you believe in, whether it's the Bible, whether it's a skill, whether it's you trying to start a business. You know, you have to put some sweat equity in it. Sweat equity means you have to put some elbow grease in it. You have to put you have to put something in it to make it grow, to make it develop. You know, but always remember, and I'm gonna leave you with this. Always remember, this is just my opinion. Always remember, you don't have to be the best. You know, and what I mean by the only way you would think you would be the best to be the best in anything, you have to compare yourself to someone else or something else. 
Let me say that again. For you to be the best in anything, you always have to compare yourself to someone else, right? Correct? Whether it's real estate, whether it's fixing a car, whether it's sports, whether it's even a Bible or Bible study or preacher. You got preachers that compete against each other. Anytime you do that, you don't have to do that because there's going to be always be people out there comparing you with someone else anyway in any field that you do. You're going to always have those people and critics out there comparing you, whether you like it or not. They're going to compare you. So why waste your time trying to compare yourself to others, trying to be the best? People going to say you're the best and one feel you are anyway. That don't mean you are. It's just their opinion. They just feel that you are. You got some people better than other people. That don't make you the best in the world. You cannot say that. You haven't played everybody in the world in basketball. You haven't played. You might have somebody on the streets can beat you in a one-on-one. You might have somebody can beat a Kobe Bryant Michael one-on-one in the streets. You don't know that. You cannot say you're the best in the world. Everybody haven't seen the best in the world. See, we have to look at it in the eyes of God. Be the best that you can be, and you'll be more freer in your head. And your best, remember, your best can always is going to always be or often be better than someone else anyway. And leave it at that. You're not doing it for that. It's just, it just happens that way, okay? Whatever endeavor that you are in. God bless you. This is Joseph Brownlee, a body of Christ, real talk. Prep talk for the day. Whatever you believe in, should sh- your belief should show up in your walk and life, whatever skill it is. And remember, you don't have to try to be better than no one else. Just be the best that you can be. I don't care what nobody else say. You'll go a long and further away because your best and what you can be might be better than a whole lot of people. That best that you, the best that you can be, might. You might wind up number one on the track team. The best that you can be without comparing yourself to others, you could be the best, one of the best hitters. Not the best, but one of the best hitters in baseball. You could be one of the best ministers using the word of God if you be the best that you can be. Somebody go always compare oranges to apples and apples to apples and apples to pears anyway. That's just how the world is. Just be the best that you can be and everything else will come together, okay? Without you putting everything and all that weight and all that stress on yourself. God bless you. Peace out. Love you, body in Christ, real talk. Love you all. Bye-bye. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.